Hey friends, welcome to the Confetti Moments Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Hinshaw. I believe that picture books open the magic for all readers. Today, open your heart and let all the book feels in. It's going to be so much fun. Let's open the magic. Hey friend. Oh my gosh. So I don't know about you, but I am loving all graphic t-shirts, graphic sweatshirts. And hey, did you know I actually have one for Open the Magic or Picture Books for My Jam? I pretty much live in my pink one all fall and winter. And I'd love for you to get on the train with me. So all you have to do is pop over to my Magic Wear shop and you can get there by typing in bit.ly backslash capital R capital R Magic Wear. Again, that is B-I-T dot L-Y backslash capital R, capital R, MagicWare. Let's open the magic together while being stylish. Yay! Excited for today's guest on Confetti Moments. I'm interviewing Samantha from Ignite and Educate, and we're going to talk all about being a children's literature professor, and I cannot wait because I have always wanted to take this class now that I found my love for books. I remember growing up, I loved books, obviously, and in college, I loved it, but I didn't love it as much as I love now. So I cannot wait to learn from Samantha. So Samantha, welcome. Why don't you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, Courtney, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Um, sure. So I started in the field of education as a classroom teacher. Um, as soon as I started teaching, I returned um, to school as a student to earn my master's, and so I'm a licensed reading specialist. Um, I spent many year years in, um, as a classroom teacher before leaving, and I left the classroom to take the role of a literacy coach. So I coached teachers on teaching reading and writing to their students. And then I moved to higher education um, as a university professor. And now I teach graduate and doctoral students in the area of reading education. So, and one of those courses is children's literature. And um, so I'm happy to share some of my work um, teaching children's literature with you today. Um, I also recently, I launched my own platform for parents, um, Ignite and Educate, specifically for parents um, who are looking for tips and resources to help, um, help ignite a love of reading um, for their child. So, that's a little bit about me. Um, I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you. I love that. Oh my gosh. I feel like we're just going to have so much fun with this conversation. I like just cannot wait. Ah, okay. So let's like dive into the, the nitty gritty. So why do you think okay. picture books are so important? Oh my goodness. Where do we begin with this question? I feel like we could probably talk for hours, you and me, about this whole idea of why they're so important. So I think just... An obvious, let's say, we all know that a picture book can be a source of enjoyment for readers of any age. I, I'm sure all of your listeners and whether people are avid readers or not, we can all relate to that moment when we're reading a good book and it's coming to an end and we don't want that to happen, right? That's a great example of how a book can be such a, such a source of enjoyment for us. But from an educational perspective, so like the reading professor in me is going to come out right now. Um, a picture book is an incredible tool that can play a significant role in a child's reading growth or development. I would say that it's one of the best tools we can use to teach a child to read. 
Um, you and I know as teachers, right, and I'm sure all of your listeners who are teachers, we know that learning to read is a complex process. It involves five different domains and, and all of that. But if we kind of dig a little deeper, most of those domains can be taught really well um, with a picture book. So um, I'm thinking, right, comprehension. Most of us are teaching our students comprehension, right? The whole reason we're reading, right? We're helping kids make sense of the story that they're reading. And we do this by modeling or teaching kids actions that we call comprehension strategies to help them understand and, and remember what they're reading. And as teachers, we know this is a difficult task to teach a child to do this. But doing this with a good picture book will make this task incredibly um, much easier than if we didn't. Um, you know, I think of the uh, think of vocabulary, right? That's another another domain in learning to read. Um, one thing we know in, in the reading research world is that vocabulary plays an important role in, in learning to read. It's also a really good indicator of, of future reading success. Um, and it makes sense, right? If, if kids have a difficult time reading a word that's not part of their vocabulary, um, you know, it's gonna be hard to kind of read that in print and understand it. Well, picture book is a great way to grow a child's vocabulary or promote their reading development. So it could be just something as simple as a read aloud. Maybe a teacher is doing a read aloud or a parent and child are doing a read aloud at night. Just picture books expose kids to different genres. They pick up new vocabulary words that they probably wouldn't otherwise um, wouldn't otherwise get in just kind of the daily conversation. The other thing is just you know reading a book is such a great way to connect with students, and it generates meaningful conversations. And and kind of after the book, you start talking about it, and that leads to discoveries of new words. Thus growing those their vocabulary so it ends up being a, a good a good book ends up having a ripple effect right they're they're learning of these new words uh, they're hearing they're being exposed to these new words in the picture book then next time they go and they read silently they will recognize the word because they heard it and then it ripples into their writing that they can use that word into the writing and all from just a great book that was shared with the teacher um, or a parent. So, um, I totally, so yeah, I can go on and on. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I, on with that, but. I totally agree with like everything you're saying. I'm literally laughing in my head thinking, oh my gosh, I'm like, praise hands. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. I know. I think we would, even as the teacher, right. I'd rather, I'd rather have a great picture book than work through a worksheet together. Right. I mean, it just, it's exciting to teach that way versus, um, you know, with the kiddos. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. so what were you like as a reader growing up? You know, ironically, I did not like reading. Um, and I knew I wasn't good at it either. And so um, I loved reading about your your bio. I just think like we actually, this is another conversation you and I could probably talk hours about. Um, but I didn't, I just, I knew I wasn't good at it. Um, and in fact, it, it, it really breaks my heart today when I hear the same thing um, from kids in schools or the parents that I work with, a lot of them will share similar feelings that I experienced as a kid. Um, and so that is, um, that's one of the reasons why I launched Ignite and Educate after finishing my dissertation. I just, I really wanted to help parents ignite a love of reading at home. And, you know, we think of reluctant readers and, um, 
you know, reluctant re readers present themselves in different ways. We think typically it's that child that does not like to read or struggles with reading. But, you know, a reluctant reader could also be that child that reads really well, but doesn't enjoy it. And they're missing out too, right? Because there's, there's so many gifts in, in reading a good book. It could also be that student that, um, that reads well, um, but doesn't like to doesn't like to read or sorry that the student that reads well and will read and won't won't put that fight up either um, for reading but just really would not willingly pick up a book so i really wanted to kind of help parents and also teachers that were interested of just how do we kind of ignite that spark um in reading so absolutely because it's definitely needed and I know so many parents and teachers are so thankful for my platform, for your platform, because we're helping them figure this whole reading life out because it's mm -hmm. so many layers. But so yes, speaking of kids learn, I mean, well, I guess college kids are not kids. So college <laughs> students, how do you plan for a children's literature class? Like, how do you know what topics or standards you're going to teach? How does that work? Sure. Um, okay. So just like any other teacher, I refer to a set of standards um, when I'm preparing for the course. So I refer to the International Literacy Association, ILA. Um, I refer to their standards. Um, they have a set of standards for the preparation of reading professionals or literacy professionals. So that's one piece of it. Um, because it's a graduate course, graduate level course, and also because the the ILA directs us to um, the course, also has a research component. So those are my two go tos for um, planning for the course. It's interesting. Have you ever been to ILA? I have not. No, I have not. Okay, it has to go on your bucket list. I went three, yeah. three years ago, and I I literally didn't want to go to sleep at night because I just like. Who can I learn from? What can I go get? What author can I go get their signature on the book? Like it was like a reader's dream. Oh, yes. Oh, I know. I know. I know. They are. It's an amazing, uh, amazing experience. I'm sure. And I wanted to come to California so badly because I'm like, then it would just be easy to get there. But yeah. It's okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. You never know. Soon enough. Exactly. Exactly. So what is your end goal of your class? Like, what do you want your students to learn at the end or by the end? Sure. Yeah. Great question. So I really have two, two large goals. They're, they're pretty hefty goals. Um, and so the first one is I want students to have taken a deep dive into using children's literature across the curriculum. And so um, we're really, we're, we're digging deep into how we can use kind of a good book um, to support the instruction that we're doing in the classroom at every grade level and also content areas as well. So the program is a kindergarten K through 12 program as well. So, you know, we're, we're looking at those upper grade teachers as well and seeing how a, a good um, piece of literature can support the, the work in the classroom. The other piece of it, the other goal that's important um, is that they, students in the course have researched and are also aware of current trends in, in children's literature. So what are we seeing kind of in the research world as it relates to children's literature? Oh, that's really interesting. That's really cool. So how do you structure your class? What does it look like? Um, so basically, we're, we're, we're making our way down two paths. And so that first path um, kind of aligns with that first goal. We're 
genres of children's literature. We're, I would say we're taking a, a deeper dive than an undergraduate course. Um, so for example, um, one assignment that we'll, we'll do is um, they will, students in the course have to take a piece of children's literature that they use in their classroom or maybe a piece that they use in a unit that they do year after year, whatever it, it may be. And they have to apply a set of standards for that particular genre to see if the text meets those standards. And so we do that for a couple of reasons. One, to just kind of take a um, inventory of the books that they're using in their course, but it's also a way for students in the course to become familiar with these standards so that they continue to apply them um, in their teaching practice. So when they're choosing a historical fiction text, you know, they just wanna make sure that the text that they're choosing um, aligns to um, kind of what we know to be um, criteria for, for good historical fiction books. Another, um, so that's kind of the one path, right, where we're digging deeper into the different genres of children's literature, but the other piece of it is that research component. And so we're, we're researching current trends in children's literature. Um, specifically to get rather deep, to get into the weeds of it, we're reviewing studies on children's literature. We're also taking problems that um, the teachers see in their classroom to see how children's literature can address that problem in, in their classroom or school. So like an example of some other some assignments that they've done is um, how could a teacher use children's literature to address poor self-esteem and reluctant readers. And so, so those are kind of the two paths that we're, we're making our way through. That's interesting. I have a question. So when I was getting, cause I have my master's in reading and I had this mm -hmm. one class where every morning, and it wasn't morning cause it was at night, but every night the professor would read a picture book before she started her class. Is that something you do? That, yeah, we, we've done that before. Yes, that, that would be in, in some sections. One of the, um, we try to have students in the course share some of their books and what they what their go to's are to kind of build that um, kind of build everybody's knowledge of, of books. Um, but yeah, I've been teaching online recently. Um, so we've kind of changed a little bit of our format. But um, absolutely. But yeah. Haven't we all? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. That's for sure. Awesome. So who would be the perfect candidate to be, um, to teach a children's lit class? Well, I think I'm talking to one of them already. <laughs> you definitely would be. Um, so I'll start with kind of the, the technical pieces of it. Yeah. Um, obviously uh, you'll need like a candidate would need an advanced degree and just classroom teaching experience, but then also some experience teaching adult learners. Cause that's a, um, there are some, some components to teaching adult learners um, that are important when teaching adults. Um, but obviously somebody who understands the value of children's literature, um, a vast knowledge of books in different genres, um, as you obviously are an expert in that. Um, <laughs> also, I think another piece that's important, right? So we think children's literature, it's about understanding the different genres. You know, it, it is about kind of having a knowledge of these different books, but there's another piece of it that's important. And it's also understanding how to help teachers select good books. And so we can select them in two areas. So we wanna select them based on quality, right? So I talked a little bit earlier about 
how we apply different standards to books to make sure they, we would say they're like a rich piece of children's literature. But another piece of it is also um, somebody who would, who has experience and knows how to um, select books that are a right match for a reader or a reader's characteristics, a reader's interest. That piece of it is also important too. Um, I think the best thing we can do for all readers, but especially our reluctant readers, is put the right book in their hands. And a good professor can help teachers do that as well. Um, you know, I think another thing that's super important is just this idea that, um, you know, somebody who, who not only recognizes it, but works from this idea that um, children's literature is a critical tool to teach kids to read, to love to read, and ideally making them a lifelong reader. Agree. So, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree 100% with that. <laughs> so now my favorite part of the conversation, we get to start talking about actual books. So okay. what are your, um, your must-haves that you've read to your students or that you just love? Oh, so, you know, I, so, okay, here's what's interesting. Now I'm thinking, so I'm, I'm thinking my adult students here. And so, but I can definitely share some must-haves of like when I was um, teaching. But I think one thing that is, one thing that I share often to the students in my course is that, you know, they're always remember the best thing we can do for the kids in our class um, to ignite this love of reading is to introduce kids to different genres, help them find new books that they can connect to, right? Or authors that they enjoy reading or characters that they kind of relate to or catch their attention, uh, you know, expose them to genres that they've never really read before. I think that is, that's the best thing we can do um, for the students in our class. But kind of, oh, my go-tos, my must-have books, these are these are like the hardest questions for me, right? Because I'm sure you can agree, right? Where do you, um, where do you, where do you stop? Right. I always tell people like, this is my favorite book, like as of right now, but it might change like in five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that's kind of my, that's my point in that like the best thing we can do is just expose kids to, to introduce them to different genres, right? Then we could let them, um, here, just, you know, become familiar with books that maybe they wouldn't typically find on the library shelf, right? Or ones that are just, they haven't had experience with. That's the, the best thing that we can do. I will say as a professor, there's a great book. Um, oh my goodness. I'm blanking right now. Um, by Donalyn Miller, I believe. The, the, uh, the book Whisper. Book Whisper. Yeah. The, that I just I think that's an excellent book for teachers to mm -hmm. to read to just really kind of remember what reading is about um, because you know we it's so hard to kind of get caught up in, in standards and meeting meeting scores and all that kind of stuff that it's easy to forget um, the importance of kind of loving reading and and all of that. Mm -hmm. So, what type of assignments do you assign to your class? So we do a lot of different things. Um, we, you know, we're rich discussions to creating blog posts. Um, we're drafting lesson plans with with good um, with with text specifically to meet a specific topic. 
presentations to school communities. Um, we're also writing academically because um, we have that um, the research component in the course. Um, but I think of the course is that the work in the course will automatically have an immediate impact in their classroom and the students that they work with. Um, so I think that, um, you know, just kind of I'm trying to think of a, I mean, what would be a great example I can share with you? Um, you know, we're, we're, we're exploring new books, right? And we're applying these different standards to these books. Would this, would this be kind of a, a great piece of children's literature and so they can kind of do this with the books that they're using in their classroom and it have an automatic impact in there so we're kind of we're doing a wide variety of assignments that's neat that's neat what is one piece if you could give one piece of advice to teachers or to parents to help their reluctant readers open the magic what would it be oh hands down interest the best thing a teacher or a parent can do for a reluctant reader is put the right book in their hands. Um, teachers can do this through utilizing reading interest inventories. I mean, if you, if you have an old text from your undergrad or if, you're, if you've been in a grad program and you have an old reading textbook, there's tons of um, reading interest inventories in there. And there's probably, there's got to be tons online. The purpose is, is there's questions geared specifically for teachers to ask kids in their class so they get to know what their interests are. Um, parents, you know, I always suggest to parents, try not to get so caught up in the weeds about like what is considered the best book that their child should be reading in, you know, third grade, but really focus on finding a book that is excite that your child's excited about. Um, I think exploring a child's interest really should be that first step in helping a reluctant reader. Agreed 100%. Okay, so my next questions I ask all are super quick, just one word or two word or whatever words you want. But um, the first sure. one is, what is your all-time favorite picture book that gave you a confetti moment? Don't Make Me Laugh by James Stevenson. Oh, I don't know that one. I'll have to look that up. Have you? It was my go-to on the first day of school. Kids walked in nervous, teachers nervous. After reading the book, everybody, kids were like, laugh. It's just great. Okay, I'm writing it down so I can look it up. Um, what? <laughs> it's beat up, I too. Love. It's a sign of a good book. It's all That's beat up. That's the best so. sign, absolutely. <laughs> yes. What picture book can you not wait to come out in 2020 or this year? Um, okay, so I think it's already out, but we're kind of, we're pretty close to halfway. So, so um, I love the series. Um, Tomorrow, I Will Be Kind. It's the second book in the series. Have you heard of it? Oh, I'm yes, sure. yes, yes, yes. Love it. Love, love those books. Anything that is about kindness and how we can just help others, I think, is is always a favorite of mine. Awesome, awesome. What, um, what a, can you share with us a teacher that changed your life as a person? Um. Okay. So I'm going to go, I hope you're okay with this. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Mrs. Flynn, who was actually my unofficial teacher. I think back to my first year of teaching. Uh, she was the teacher down the hall for me that I would run into her classroom after pretty much every day after school. And just, you know, it's your first year, your hardest, it's the hardest, you're kind of second guessing every decision, but she was always there and, and taught me the best lessons that um, you can't learn in the classroom. So I would say today to, to this day, um, I kind of operate from her words of wisdom. I think that's a great answer. And I love that you shared of another teacher who changed your life because I know all teachers 
You know, we all want to feel like we've done something for somebody else. So that's a great answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, what inspires you? Uh, well, you know, I love, I love when I hear from the parents that I work with and the teachers that I work with, um, that when they have that student that hated reading would kind of had a hard time picking up a book and they, they're, the child shifted from starting to feel better about themselves about, as a reader and started to, to love reading. So basically like a, igniting that love. So um, when I hear of those success stories, that just fuels me to keep going. Awesome. Who is your favorite book character? Um, alrighty. So I love the grandmother in Stand Tall, Molly Llewellyn. Because mm-hmm. we all need a cheerleader like Molly Lou Mellon's grandmother once in a while. So we all we all need somebody like that once in a while. And I at the same time, I also think it's important that we can all remember to try to be a cheerleader like that once in a while for people when they need it. Absolutely. So where can my confetti moments listeners find you? Um, so I am on Instagram. So Ignite, you can find Ignite and Educate on Instagram. And that is that's where we're at. Awesome. Well, thank you, Samantha, so much for coming and joining the Confetti Moments podcast today. It was a joy to have you, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks. It was great to be here, too. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into the Confetti Moments podcast. I hope each story or tip you heard today brings the love of reading into your heart. Take this confetti and sprinkle it all over the children in your classroom or home. See you back here next Monday to open the magic.